and galleons. Yes! We're identical. Hello, everyone. Hello. This is not my story. <laughs> this is my story. <laughs> um, I'm Maggie. She's Elle. I am Elle. Um, it's been a minute since we last did this, but are we prepared mentally for the next episode in this um, wonder, wondrous story? You ask me that question every time, like I'm gonna change my answer. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, alright, so, um, if you, you haven't listened to the previous episode, you should probably do that or this won't make any sense, but we're yeah. on the episode called Mr. Moscow, that's where we're starting today, Elle will be reading, and take it away, Elle. <laughs> Mr. Moscow. It's the next morning. All the drama from yesterday had left Maggie extremely tired, so she slept in. While Maggie was asleep, Elle made her cookies in the kitchen while twins helped. So why are we making cookies again? George asked. I felt kind of bad about yesterday, so I'm making Maggie's favorite cookies, Elle answered. Fred noticed the amount of sugar in the recipe, so I'm guessing Maggie likes sugar, Fred concluded. Yeah, she loves it. She. George smiles to himself, finding Maggie's love of sugar cute. Once the cookies are done, tw the twins and Elle head up to the girls' room where Maggie is asleep. Elle knocks on the door. There is no answer. Elle slowly opens the door and peeks in. She walks in and the twins follow behind. Elle hands off the tray of cookies to Fred and sits down next to Maggie on the bed. She nudges her. Mm. Maggie groans. Maggie, we brought you something. We? Maggie questions. Then she looks up and notices the twins. She jumps up and pulls the covers over her shoulders. Elle, I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> we don't mind, the twins say with a sneaky grin. I do. Fine, close the door so Maggie can get dressed before we give her the cookies, Elle says. Cookies? <laughs> Maggie jumps out of bed, grabbing the twins from behind and snatching one. After realizing her sudden outburst, Maggie lets go and says, a says Sorry. Quietly. The twins laugh and tell her it's alright. She giggles with them and then she remembers she's still in her pajamas and covers herself with her arms. Maggie, you aren't naked or anything. You can calm down. I teased her. Yeah, I know, but it's just not very proper, that's all. Maggie answers. Since when do you care about being proper? Since... Since never. <laughs> Maggie... The twins start snickering. Later on that afternoon, Maggie was in her room. There were piles of clothes on the bed, and she was putting them in boxes and separating them into all sorts of different piles. The room was a definition of organized chaos. Maggie was listening to jazz music and humming along to herself. George heard the music coming from upstairs and got curious, so he decided to go check it out. He followed the music to her room and stepped inside. Hey, George. Maggie turned and greeted him with a smile. Hey, you magpie. What you doing? Well, you wear uniforms at Hogwarts, so I decided to sell some of my clothes since I won't be needing as many. And I could use the money. Oh, I see. Well, do you need any help? Uh, yeah, actually. Can you grab that pile over there and come set it on the bed? She pointed to a huge pile of clothes in the corner. Yeah, sure. He walked over and grabbed them and set them down on the bed. Why do you have so many clothes anyways? Or some of these L's, too? Nope, they're all mine. I'm a bit of a collector. She giggled at herself, knowing how outrageous her collection had gotten. Alright, George snickered. Well, in my defense, sometimes I buy things in doubles so I can mix them around. What do you mean? 
Oh, yeah, sorry. I make a lot of my own clothes from clothes I can find on sale and stuff. It's cheaper than going out and buying the kind of things I like to wear, and it's more fun. That does sound fun. The two make eye contact and smile at each other. So, you go to muggle stores a lot, George asks. Yeah, I grew up around a lot of muggles, so I always found myself going to muggle places, and I actually grew quite fond of them. See, since there isn't any magic, it takes longer to look around, but I actually find it relaxing, and I feel like I find more stuff that way. I don't think I'd mind visiting one of these stores sometime. Oh, you'd love it. The muggles have all these cool, these kinds of cool joke shops, too. Really? Yeah, my friend Eddie and I used to go to them all the time. I went to school with him when I was younger. I wanted to tell him about going to Hogwarts and stuff, but, well, you know. Yeah, it must have been hard growing up and not being able to talk magic stuff with your friends. I guess so, but, I mean, I have Elle. Uh, hey, can you hand me that shirt? I put it in the wrong pile. Yeah, George reaches over and grabs a bright orange shirt and hands it to Maggie. Her hand grazes his as she takes a hold of it. Then he notices something. Whoa, George exclaimed. What? What's wrong? Your hands. What about my hands? Maggie was super confused as she held her hands up to examine them. They're so small! Maggie glares at him. He had really worried her for a second. Uh, I guess so. Why does it matter? George grabs her hand and holds it against his. Hey! Look, Magpie! She rolls her eyes and looks up. Whoa, her hands were pretty small, at least compared to his. She blushed at this, but George didn't notice. He was so captivated by the girl's hands. Can I have my hand back now, please? Oh, yeah, sorry. She giggled at him and shook her head. After that, they went back to putting the clothes away. After about 20 minutes had passed, the two were almost finished. The music was still playing, but Maddie hadn't really been paying attention to it until If I Fell by the Beatles came on, and she got extremely excited. Georgie! She dropped everything and walked over to him. Dance with me. <laughs> she grabbed his hands and spun him around as she sang along with the song. After the song was over, she gave him a pat on the back. You're a good sport, Georgie. Thanks for indulging me. <laughs> it was an honor. He gave her a wink. She rolled her eyes and giggled at him. Hey, Magpie, I've been meaning to ask you something. What's that? She had asked. She had her back turned to him and she was picking some paper off of the floor. What's this? He questioned, finding his lip to hold back his laughter. She began to turn around. What's what? George, give that to me. Maggie had found her cow plushie and now held it over his head so she couldn't get to it. She was trying to be mad at him, but she couldn't stop laughing from the embarrassment. <laughs> what is this, Magpie? Yeah. Maggie, what is that? He asked again. This time he was laughing. It's my cow! It's your cow? He teased her. That's when Elle walked into the room and George turned behind her. While he was distracted, Maggie grabbed him from behind, sticking her arms in between his, trying to reach for her beloved stuffy, but he caught her, and, and so she was now trapped behind him with her hands out of reach of the cow. What's going on in here? I asked with a giggle. George took my cow. Maggie is being very aggressive. I simply asked a question. He looked down at her and her mouth dropped. She shook her head at him and mouthed. You're so dead. Oh, am I? Yeah, you are. You've touched Mr. Moscow without my permission, so now you're dead. Is that his name? George was crying, laughing now. Yes! Maggie broke free from George, but he grabbed her arm and handed her the cow. She firmly grasped it. If you get this reference, I love you. <laughs>
<laughs> there. Now, Mr. Mock. He patted her on the head. She gave him the death stare. He was very pleased with himself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I understood the reference. How could you not understand that reference? I don't know. Firmly grasp it. <laughs> I kind of forgot. I wasn't thinking. It was late. Come on. <laughs> okay, fine. You'll forgive me. <laughs> Maybe. Later that night, after the Mr. Moscow incident, Maggie asked George to come with her to take the boxes of clothes to a nearby shop that it promised to sell them for her. They were halfway to the store when George opened his big mouth and asked, Will Mr. Moscow be there? George Weasley, you are on thin ice, my friend. I would not start making fun of people's childhood toys if I were you. Why is that? Because your mom likes me, and I think if I asked the right questions, she wouldn't think twice before letting me know about little George and all the things he did as a child. George just looked at her, and they both laughed. But seriously, George, the cow stays between us. Maybe. She looked up at him angrily after this. I'm just kidding, Magpie. I won't tell anyone about the cow. Speaking of it, are you bringing it to Hogwarts? I don't feel obligated to answer that question. When the two got back home, they had dinner waiting for them. Everyone went to bed early that night since they were leaving in the early morning to go to school. <laughs> Shopping for school. You know what I mean? I'm gonna let you read this because you read faster than me and we don't have a lot of time. I get really distracted. Here, click. Your mouse because my... Trackpad isn't working right now. So. Oh, yes, moon. Diagon Alley. What? Wake up! I yelled. Maggie sat up and looked at her, still rubbing the sleep from her eyes. What is so important that you feel the need to scream at me so early in the morning? Al Sugar had a disbelief and reminded Maggie. Mags, we're going to Diagon Alley today for school shop. School shopping. So I suggest if you don't want to be left behind, you better get your bum out of bed and get ready. We're leaving in 20 minutes. Maggie stood up and went to her closet. She was so excited to go to Diagon Alley. She wondered what kinds of things she'd see there. That's when she was reminded of her current predicament. Money. She ran over to her purse, which was really just a large stack made from all sorts of blue fabrics she had accumulated and made into a bag. She shuffled through the bag. It was full of all sorts of sewing supplies and pencils. She rolled her eyes at not being able to find her wallet. She turned her head to her bedside table and grabbed her father's wand. Accio wallet. A raggedy black coin purse came shooting out of the bag into her hand. She sat the wand down and looked through it. It was pretty empty with a couple pictures and some coins in it. She brought it over down. In the drawer was socks and photos and odd little objects. She pulled out a sock that was filled with coins and dumped them into the coin purse. That- oh, wait. That should do it, then. She spoke to herself. After she had sorted out, she returned to the closet to get ready. Hmm. Nope. Nope. M maybe. She exhaled sharply, and then thought to herself, What would George like? Wait! No! What? Why did she care what George thought? Since she never cared about what anyone thought she wore good boy. A cute, stupid boy. She shook her head violently, trying to turn her thoughts to something else. When she finally decided upon an outfit she had picked, 
which was a pair of short overalls and a rainbow-striped crop top to wear underneath. She brushed through her hair and brushed her teeth. She grabbed her coin purse and blue sack and ran down the stairs. She threw on a pair of white trainers and laces when she looked up and her eyes met with George's. Morning, Magpie! Good morning, George. You look pretty colorful today. Yeah, well, sometimes you need a little color. She smiled at him and went off to the kitchen to meet with Elle. George didn't quite understand it, but something about what she had said made him feel dizzy. When they made it to the kitchen, Lupin pulled Maggie and Elle aside. Here, Elle, this is for your books and other supplies. If you have any left over by yourself, something you like. Lupin said as he handed Elle a, a dark purple pouch filled with sickles and galleons. Thanks so much, Dad. Elle hugged him tightly and ran off to Fred and George, who were waiting, who were sitting at the table. Maggie was about to follow when she heard Lupin say, And this is for you, Maggie. She turned towards him, and he was holding a green pouch filled with all sorts of wizarding money. Uncle Remus, I can't take this. I have my own money. It's not for me. Your father put me in control of all of his savings when he went to Azkaban, and I knew he would want you to have this. Maggie looked at him and gave him a big hug. She took the green pouch and put it in her bag. Thank you. He nodded at her and smiled. She skipped away towards Eldershore, which she had gotten. After the four had talked for a while, Molly Weasley told him it was time to go. The group traveled to the Leaky Cauldron, and from there they entered Diagon Alley. Maggie and Elle's faces lit up at the magic surrounding them. They didn't know where to go first. Molly stepped in front of the group and began. Now everyone, listen up. George, Fred, George, Fred and George, you need to stick with Elle and Maggie. You can help them find everything they need. Arthur and I will take Ginny, Ron, Harry, and Hermione. We will meet back here at exactly 3 o'clock. Arthur took Jenny and the trio, and they started walking towards the bookstore. Molly stayed behind and turned to the girls. If either of these boys give you any trouble, come find me, and I'll take care of it for you. Elle and Maggie nodded and told Molly they understood. Molly gave the twins that stern look she's famous for and left to join Arthur and the others. All right, ladies, the twins said in unison. Where are we going? Well, we should probably take care of school stuff first. Then we can explore, Elle answered. Magpie, er... I keep reading that as magpie, I'm so sorry. Maggie <laughs> nodded, her, nodded her head in agreement. The twins took the girls all around and helped them find everything they needed, and the twins got their supplies too. Alright, what? Alright, all, all so my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> alright, what else is there? asked Fred. Wands! Elle exclaimed. Oh, you don't have wands? George seemed very confused. Yeah, I always practice with my dads, and Elle borrowed Lupin's. Maggie explained. Well, alright then, let's head to Ollivander's. George started walking. Freddie and I both got our wands there, George told the girls. When the four arrived at Ollivander's, it was completely empty. Maggie pushed the door open and looked around as the rest of the group followed her in. Where is everyone? Elle asked. Hello? Is anyone here? Maggie asked as she peered over the counter, hopping up on her tiptoes in order to do so. That's when an old white man emerged with white hair from the back of the store. Hello, young lady. A little old to be getting your first wand, aren't you? He looked at Maggie. She scratched her arm nervously and answered, Well, sir, it's a bit of a long story, but I'm here now. I see. Hello, Mr. Weasley. Mr. Weasley, I remember you. The twins walked towards him and smiled. Well, which one of you wants to go first? Mr. Ollivander asked, looking at Elle and Maggie. I'll go, Elle stated as she squeezed Maggie's hand. Mr. Ollivander headed to the back of the shop and grabbed a dusty brown box and brought it towards her. He opened it as, uh, and, and presented her with a wand. She picked it up and gave it a swish. Boxes came flying out of the shelves. No, 
Mr. Ollivander snatched the wand and put it back in the box. After sitting the box down, he stared at Elle for a moment, and then a light bulb went off in his head. He went to another shelf and pulled out a navy blue box with gold lace around the edge. When he opened the box, inside was a bright red wand with a gold tip at the end with a vine coming upon it. There was a yellow crystal at the end. Unicorn hair, three, 13 and a quarter inches, quite bendy redwood. I've had this wand for quite some time, miss. Perhaps it's been waiting for you. He handed Elle the wand, and the second she touched it, it's the second it touched her palm, blue sparks began to spit out from the end. Elle looked at Mr. Ollivander with her gorgeous smile. Just as I thought, Miss Lupin, you're going to make a fine witch. Thank you. Mr. Ollivander rang her up and she paid for her wand. Maggie's hands were shaking as Ollivander turned to her. He looked at her the purple box from underneath the counter. Inside was a light green wand. It was beautiful. He handed it to her and she gave it a swish. Ouch! Oh, ouch! My bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it, I got into the zone. Right. The wand zapped Maggie. She dropped it and Mr. Ollivander picked it up and put it away. He kept muttering something to himself. The twins were kind of shocked. They had never seen a wand doing that before. Ollivander returned with a dark green box. Inside was a, was a crooked wand with vines surrounding the end, very similar to Elle's. It was purple, blue, and silver with an amethyst crystal at the end. Ebony wood with a phoenix feather core, 10 inches, and a quite bendy flexibility. Beautiful wand. Beautiful and powerful. Mr. Ollivander handed Maggie the wand and a gust of wind blew from below. Maggie? That's Mr. Ollivander. <laughs> okay. No, I'm talking about what you just said before. Wait, what? Mr. Ollivander had it handed Maggie the wand and a gust of wind blew from below. Think about it. That's not that's not my line. Oh, a gust of wind <laughs> I hope you know that. <laughs> that took me a minute. <laughs> yes, perfect. You two are something special. Maggie handed the wand to Ollivander and followed him to the register. After she paid for the wand, the four left. Ebony, huh? Maggie said. Uh, Elle said to Maggie curiously. Yeah, like my dad. Maggie smiled. She couldn't wait to tell him. Wow, that was a. <laughs> 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 I was surprised you didn't get it at first. I was like, I need help. <laughs> yeah, you do. Are we gonna do the next one? Yeah, you, please. I I can't even breathe today. I was drinking my hot chocolate. Sorry. There's a beautiful oh voice crack right there. Oh goodness. Oh my oh, god. Just a heads up. I've not read this one yet, so pardon any more stutters I have. I already have pretty bad. Like I I talk quite fast, as many of you notice, and Maggie already knows this with just how long she's known me. I'm a bit of a klutz yep. with everything, but yes, I tend to talk very fast, and sometimes I will read two lines at once and my words will get jumbled. So just a heads up. We love it. Just a heads up for that. <laughs> New friends. After the four left, it was two o'clock. They still had an hour to spend together before they were 
they, they were to meet up with the rest of the Weasleys. Maggie and Elle were still enamored with their wands and holding them and studying every inch. So, ladies, where would you like to go now? Twins asked. Are there any Quidditch stores? Elle exclaimed. She was practically bursting with excitement. Yeah, there's quality Quidditch supplies, Fred answered. He was surprised at Elle's interest in Quidditch, but he wasn't complaining. Before started walking to the Quidditch shop, Fred and Elle walked in in front of George and Maggie. Fred asked Elle about trying out for the, her house's Quidditch team, and Elle says she will. Maggie was the one in the group with the shortest legs, so she tended to walk a little slower than the rest. <laughs> Don't come at me about that. <laughs> Sorry, it's funny because it's accurate. No, it's so funny. Backstory for those of you who care. I don't care if you don't. I'm still oh, saying Lord. anyways. Maggie had come over to my house a couple weeks ago just to hang out. And don't worry, we weren't inside. We were social distancing for people in America um, or wherever you're still having COVID issues. We had our masks on the whole time. We were outside. But basically, we just walked around the whole time. And at one point, she yelled at me because I was walking too fast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it happens a lot. It was really funny. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, continuing. George slowed his pace in order to walk beside her. Fred and Elle were chatting about it loudly. They laughed and Elle was being very animated, talking with her hands and nodding a lot. Maggie walked silently, fidgeting with a necklace as she looked around at all the people in the shops. George wasn't sure if he should interrupt or not, but he decided to anyways. So, Maggie. Maggie's head turned rapidly, looking up at George as she made eye contact with him and didn't break away. She answered. Yes. Obviously, Elle is interested in Quidditch, but do you play? Maggie giggled and looked away and then back. Quidditch is alright. I don't have anything against it. I've just never had a passion for it like Elle, so I don't really know the exact rules. I'm an okay flyer, but I prefer to spend my time learning about magical creatures than practicing for Quidditch. Oh, I see. So how did you figure out you were so fond of creatures? Well, when I was little, I ran into a hippogriff while playing a game of hide-and-seek in the forest with Elle. At first, I was scared, but I knew it wouldn't hurt me, so I stood up and held out my hand, and it pressed its head against my hand, and ever since then, I've just loved it. George them. was caught off guard by Maggie's story, but he was impressed. That's quite the experience, Maggie. She smiled at him and responded. I guess so, but tell me about you. Uh, you play Quidditch for Gryffindor, yep. right? Fred and I are beaters. What do beaters do exactly? So, beaters basically try to hit the other team's players with bludgers, and we try to protect our team members from getting hit with them. Got Maggie it. was about to add something else when she was interrupted by Elle, who calls her name and points over to the shop on their left. Hey, Maggie, look, your favorite. Oh, wait, wait, Pam, I'm gonna interrupt you. Yeah. I'm interrupt you. Um, I'm kind of ashamed at how casual I did this, but I also think it's really funny. You'll see. Okay, here we go. Hey, Maggie, look, your favorite. Elle was pointing to a shop called the Magical Menagerie, which contained all sorts of animals, but in the window was a cat. Maggie says Gross. with a sneer. Does Maggie not like cats? George asks. She can't stand them, Elle answers. How come? Fred inserts himself. Before Maggie can get a word in, Elle answers for her. Maggie's an animagus so she can turn into a fox and the whole canine thing just makes her hate them not to mention she's also allergic the twins stopped walking and just stared at the girls what you're an animagus the twins were baffled yeah. maggie says shyly while scratching her arm she sends a look of anger to Elle. that's so cool the twins yell in unison maggie looks at them relieved 
Isn't it hard to become an animagus, George questions? Yes, now hush. I'm underage and unregistered, the so boys be quiet. at each other than back of the girls. Wicked, is all they can say. The four arrive at the Quidditch store and walk inside. Elle, Fred, and George rush towards the brooms. Maggie is left standing just within the door. She begins to walk over to her friends when all of a sudden she bumps into someone. Sorry, my fault. Maddie, Ma Maggie apologizes. I can't read. I'm sorry. She shakes it off and begins to walk again. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't watching where I was going. Maggie turns around to find a tall, muscular boy with brown eyes. He walks over towards her and extends a grand to meet her. Hello, I'm Oliver Wood. I don't think I've ever met you before. Maggie shakes his hand. Takes his hand and shakes it. I'm Van Mo- uh, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not prepared. I'm Magnolia May. I'm a new student this year. Sorry, but you look way too old to be a first year. Oh, <laughs> I'm a fifth year, actually. I was homeschooled so well, this year. Well, it's nice to meet you, Magnolia May. I'll be seeing you then. He gave her a wink, turned, and left the shop. She had already- she had turned to continue over to her friends, but to her surprise, they had already made their way to her. Oh, hey guys! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in the mood. I'm in the zone. I know, I think it's funny. You're I'm like, just like, hmm. I, I hyper-focus. <laughs> okay, sorry, yes. you can say it now. Oh, I see hey you guys. met Oliver, George starts. He's the captain of the Gryffindor Quidditch team, Fred finishes. Really? Well, that's interesting, Maggie didn't I guess. really care about titles. She was just happy she had met someone else from Hogwarts. It was getting close to three, so the four left the shop and made their way to the spot Mrs. Weasley had told them to meet her at earlier. So, Magpie, what you talked to what about? George asked. Oh, nothing much. Just introductions, really. I told him I was new. He thought I was a first year when I said I was new, but... Then he said something about me looking too old. I corrected him, and that was really it. You said you look old. <laughs> George asked, laughing to himself. Is that all you got from that? <laughs> Is that all you got from that? Is it so unbelievable for someone to, to be confused when someone who's 15 might I mean, be 11? I mean, you don't look 11, Magpie. But to hear someone use the word old when describing you, well, it's just funny. What's that Maggie supposed to mean? Glare. It just means that you're here. Well, you just what? have a baby face. And you're short. Well, at least I'm not freakishly the tall like you. looked away from each other and smiled. The Ford made it to the meeting spot, and the rest of the Weasleys were waiting there. How'd the shopping go, dears? Mrs. Weasley asked. It was wonderful. We got everything we needed, Elle answered. The group made her way back- made their way back to Grimmauld Place. As they did, George and Maggie teased each other. Munchkin, George leads down and whispered in her ear. Maggie shouted back at him. They arrived at the house and had dinner. They all decided to go to bed early since they had to catch the train in the morning. Tomorrow was September 1st, the first day of school. Just before she went to sleep, Maggie was packing up her things with Elle when George walked into their room and handed Maggie a slip of paper. After she took it, he left. She opened it and it read ankle biter. She grinned to herself and rushed into the hallway. She saw George and yelled his name. What? He responded. She gave a Still. wink and returned to her room. <laughs> I'm sorry, ankle biter. You're a mess. 
cute. That was really what? fun. I like that one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ma'am. <laughs> Thanks of for course. reading. Thank you for reading mine. Because Ma Maggie is oh, helping yeah. contribute to my story as well. And she read today, so I'm proud of her. I didn't screw I listened it up to too the bad. first couple minutes because you had sent me a link, and so I wanted to get on there. But I listened to it, and you sounded nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Thank you all so Thank much you. for listening. Thanks for supporting my friend. She's amazing. You should give all the love you owe. Oh my god. Please go vote I just on did. my Wattpad story. <laughs> oh my, I'm about to vote for myself. There you go. <laughs> Actually, um, if you are listening to this and you have like comments for us please and give stuff, them to us. Give them. and yeah, please comment on the Wattpad story that I'm also going to make a Prankster's Pets Instagram account, and I will um, give you all the information for that in our next episode. <laughs> See, Ellen didn't even know about that. I'm surprised. Yeah, her. you're you're just like really, really into this. <laughs> A little too much. I have a little too much too much time on my hands. I wish I did. It's fine though. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I'm oh my goodness. <laughs> Please go listen to Elle's podcast. It's so good. Her oh, story's so you. good. You're welcome. I couldn't stop reading it earlier. I got very into um, it. Um please support Maggie. I love her and she's basically like my my child friend. So I think Your child okay, friend. Come on. You know that I'm basically your- I'm- <laughs> even though I'm younger than you, I'm basically your mom. You know I'm Love not. that. Oh my gosh, wait, wait, before we end this episode, I need to talk about this. So, as you know, me and Elle are both uh, big Harry Potter fans, fans, and I recently introduced her to a very Potter <laughs> musical by Starkiss. And if you don't know what that is, please go watch it. It's on YouTube for free. It's, please. It's something special. I don't know it's what to a say. trip. Like it's basically it if Harry Potter characters could genuinely sing and were just high the whole time. That's from it. Oh my god! I'm not kidding. Genuinely, <laughs> so what good. I got from it when I watched it. It's it so good. Well, <laughs> thank you all okay. for listening. We will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. See you, babies. Bye bye.